This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. The clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You said my world on even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. You're listening to the JR Sport Brief on CBS Sports Radio. You're listening to the JR Sport Brief on CBS Sports Radio. It's the JR Sport Brief Show here on CBS Sports Radio. I'm coming to you live from Atlanta, Georgia. Shout out to everybody tuned in, locked in all over North America. I'm going to be hanging out with you for the next three hours. It's a four-hour show. I've been here for one hour. I get started at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 Pacific. If you want to listen to every minute, every hour, every second, you want to hit rewind, you can do all of that on the free Odyssey app, A-U-D-A-C-Y. Thank you to people tuned in on their local affiliates. Sirius XM Channel 158. People on CBSSportsRadio.com. People tuned in on smart speakers where all you have to do, ask that device to play CBS Sports Radio. It's Thursday night. There's a football game going on in Lambeau Field right now. The Detroit Lions are beating the Green Bay Packers 34 to 17. The Green Bay Packers, they better get this the hell on. A little less than four and a half minutes left in the game. They're driving towards their their own red zone area, trying to put another score up on the board. They've been playing catch up. At halftime, Detroit led 27-3. They just went on a long drive. Detroit did. uh, Scored a touchdown to extend it to 34-17. And Green Bay... They got some work to do. They're going to have to score and just make some stops if they want to come away with the victory. I I don't foresee it. If Green Bay has a comeback, it'll be a massive, massive comeback. I expect the Lions to hold on to this one. We'll keep you up to date as it continues on. Thank you to super producer and host Dave Shepard. He's holding it down for us on the boards in New York City. As I'm expecting these Lions to, damn it, be the first team to win three games in the NFC North and go to three and one. And even though it looks like Green Bay is probably going to lose, Jordan Love, man, they blitzed the living hell out of him to start this game. And it wasn't even necessarily a blitz. They just pressured him. They just pressured him with the the front linemen, and they were all up in his face, and, and it was crap until we got here in the second half. So we'll keep you up to the date or keep you up on the game as it continues on. If you want to talk to me, it's simple. It's 855-212-4CBS. That's 855-212-4CBS. You can also find me online. I am at 
JR Sport Brief. You know, to open up the show, we talked about this game. We talked about the Vikings in the NFC North, Justin Jefferson letting everyone know, I don't care if we're 0-3, I don't want us to think about trading anyone. We discussed the New York Jets. We spoke to Bob from Maryland. Hey, Shep, what did he say? He was 86? He's going to be 87? Yes, 86 and a half right now. Good for him. Born in 1937. Good for him. He wants none of these damn players making money. Well, he wants them to make less. See, but the thing is, that the money is made. Why should, why should the majority go to the owners? Like, there's, yeah, granted, there's, there is no league without the owners, right? Somebody has to have the team or own it structurally, but there is no game without the players. Yes, and I don't mean to speak for Bob, but I think Bob obviously comes from an era where you played close to 162 games where it seems like now that's a complete thing of the past, and it's a minor miracle if these guys even play 130-140, i.e. Mike Trout. And so I think more than ever, these contracts, at least professionally, they're not coming close to being honored, Jr. And so I feel like for a lot of players, Kawhi Leonard in the NBA, obviously Anthony Davis, it seems like they're almost stealing money. Yeah, some of them, not everybody. It seems like more than more than there are not. No, that's just only because people care about stars. I mean, if I got to think about a roster, if I want to look at a 25-man baseball roster, how many of the dudes on the team are actually stars? It's like half of a baseball roster is probably pitchers in the bullpen that you've never heard of in your life. If I got to think about an NBA roster, it's, it's smaller. But let's be real. What are they, one, two stars for the most part on every team, if that? And so it's I think it's only weighted that way. Oh my god. Detroit Lions here with an interception in the the red zone and that'll probably be all that she wrote. 4 minutes left in the game. 34 to 17 the Lions lead and they just took the wind out of the sails here of the Green Bay Packers. Jordan Love trying to put a score up on the board and he ends up throwing it to the Lions throwing away the game in the process. I wonder how many Lions fans are going to end up walking out of this damn stadium, Lambeau, you know, after that result. Pretty sad. He just completely uh, blew it there. This one is about all she wrote. Jacobs comes down uh, with the interception. Nice, nice pickoff. Anyway, speaking of uh, Wisconsin, we know that Damian Lillard is going to be on his way to the Milwaukee Bucks. The news dropped yesterday. The trade went out. And today we had a piece from a Bleach Report that went into a little bit more detail about Damian Lillard, his exit, why he is not in Miami. And it, 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 it went down to the fact that the Portland Trailblazers did not take Miami seriously. And so they pretty much stopped trying to communicate in July. Damian Lillard was not happy with this fact, thought that the Portland Trail Blazers allowed uh, everything to become a little personal and refused to move him to Miami. That's what they said. And so there was no communications there, really, at all. And so as we move closer to training camp, just over the past few weeks, it became apparent that he wasn't going to go to Miami. And then lo and behold... Damian Lillard actually expressed that since I'm not going to Miami, I'd like to rescind my trade request and return to the Portland Trailblazers. And the Blazers basically said, 
No. No, like that ship has sailed. And so now, moving forward, we know that he ultimately got shipped to Milwaukee. The only other two real possibilities were Milwaukee and Brooklyn. And then we see where Damian Lillard ended up. He is now going to be playing with Giannis Antetokounmpo in the Milwaukee Bucks. We talked about that song he put out last night or yesterday, Damian Lillard basically saying he's not there anymore because of the Blazers. And I got to be honest here, man. I like Damian Lillard. I I have enjoyed how hard he has played. He's exciting to watch. He is clutch. Uh, I've seen him in person. Uh, He's real personable with the fans. He takes time. He's a likable guy. But I don't want to say this entire experience has made me go, what are you doing? But more recently, it's, is Damian Lillard? I don't think he's playing the victim. Is he naive? Does he not understand what things look like from the outside? You wanted to be traded. They didn't trade you. Now you want to go back. And now you're putting out songs saying that, you know, it's not your fault that you're not there. You are the one who initiated the trade request. I mean, I, I'm, I'm not married, but I'm not, I don't think I can go outside and say, hey, babe, I, I want to leave. I want a divorce. And when I don't find another spouse or, or, or you know, I don't feel you're helping me find another uh, spouse, then now I want to come back. I know it's not exactly the same. You, you can't go out leaving. Go shopping, go hunting, you know, desire somewhere, something, something else, someplace else. And when you don't get it, you want to go back? Like, that sounds like a recipe for disaster. What would the Portland Trailblazers have gained to just be suckers to Damian Lillard? He wants to leave. They try to facilitate him leaving in a way that is advantageous to them. It doesn't happen. He feels that he's being slighted because he actually had the request. He says, I don't want to, I, I want to come back. And they go, no. They get chopped down across the league. They get, looked, they, they get looked upon like they're idiots across the league if they bend over twice for Damian Lillard. Bending over backwards once to, to try to acquiesce to his trade demand. And then they look like extra suckers to say, oh, yeah, sure, man, come on back. Because if I'm other NBA teams, I'm looking at the Blazers saying, man, if Damian Lillard is taking them for a ride, if he is dictating to them the terms of where he goes, where he doesn't go, then, man, I can take advantage of him too. And so I'm a little surprised that Damian Lillard has has taken this approach. This is the same dude who's talked about being being loyal and and not wanting to leave. And it depends on, on what the team does and whether or not they want me, and et cetera, and on and on. He ain't played the end of last season. They were able to draft Scoot Henderson. And the reality is, sorry, man, who were the Blazers going to move? Like, who the hell were they going to, or bring in, I should say, in exchange for Scoot Henderson? The answer is nobody. And so if I got to look at a dude who just started playing out of high school, just got out of the G League, and I'm staring at a 33, 34-year-old point guard, 
It's simple. Who who am I going to build around? It's going to be you or him. It's the young guy. And so it wasn't so much that Damian Lillard, uh, you know, he, he, he just up and wanted to go. It was the fact that they weren't going to move Scoot after acquiring him, and then he wanted to go. I think Damian Lillard has been living in a little bit of a of a fantasy land here. It's like, hey, I've been loyal to the team. The team should help me out. And it's like he didn't factor in that they have to go on and live life and build the team after you. There were a Portland Trailblazers squad before Damian Lillard. I know he says he left them better than he found them. And, and, and where exactly is that? What, just the team going to the playoffs? I mean, before Damian was there, there was a team. Now that he's gone, there's still going to be a team. The Blazers will be around post-Damian Lillard. So I'm actually pretty, pretty surprised that he said that. And I hope it's, I hope this is over. You know, he hasn't bashed them. It's going to be a love fest when he goes back to Portland and and Portland comes to Milwaukee, it will certainly be something that everyone wants to see. But how many of these players switching teams, how many of them actually end up in a positive sense? Things typically get ugly in every sense, in every regard. As the Green Bay Packers are on the, the, the station in front of me here or Amazon for Thursday Night Football, the transition from love or to love from Rodgers wasn't smooth. The transition from Favre to Rodgers wasn't smooth. We could say the same thing if we want to go back and think about Montana and Young. I, it, it's not easy to pass the baton. It's not easy for the old dude to move on. This is what the athletes tend to forget at times. Man, when you're done and you're cooked and you're retired, the team still has to go ahead and put butts in seats. The general manager still has to think about life past you. And we've seen some some athletes in some ugly uniforms to end their careers. Patrick Ewing wearing Seattle Supersonics colors? Patrick Ewing in a Magic jersey? Akeem Olajuwon in a Raptors jersey? Gary Payton in the purple and gold? Paul Pierce and Kevin Garnett in Brooklyn Nets black? Like, we've seen some some legends Put on some uniforms where you just go, huh? Damian Lillard isn't ancient yet. He's probably at the back, back end of his prime, one injury away from just losing it. One step, two seasons away from probably losing it. But the fact is, man, you're competing for a championship. Don't be mad and don't scream that Portland didn't want me. It hurt my feelings. Uh, Portland didn't want me. I wanted to go back. Blame them for why I'm not here. No, man. Blame you. You should have left, I would say, a couple of years ago. You stuck around. 
And then when it was too, too, too late, then you wanted to leave. I'm sure the Blazers would have kept you. Man, you wanted to blow the whistle. You wanted to, you know, pull the ripcord. So just please, don't paint the picture that it, it, it wasn't you, that it was them. Kind of backwards thinking. Good luck to Damian Lillard in Milwaukee. I think he'll be fine unless he gets hurt or Middleton gets hurt or Giannis gets hurt or Lopez gets hurt. But they'll be fine unless they get hurt. But he's better off than what he would have been in Portland. And for as much as he talks about Portland being his home, what's the big deal, man? They ain't going to win no championship probably while you're still in the NBA. You got a better chance of winning one with Giannis. Stop the belly aching. It's the JR Sport Brief Show here with you on CBS Sports Radio. The Lions trying to finish this one out. 34 to 20 is the score over the Green Bay Packers. We're sitting at the two minute warning. We'll give you an update on this game when we come back on the other side of the break. 855 212 4CBS. That's 855-212-4CBS. Damian Lillard isn't the only dude. This is, I guess, a night of of talking, people throwing barbs. The Jets are throwing barbs at each other. Justin Jefferson defending the Vikings from the barbs that they're receiving. I got to tell you about Nick Saban. Yeah, Nick Saban, he actually came to the defense, I believe, of, of Deion Sanders. We'll hear from him on the other side of the break. We'll give you an update on this Thursday night football score. You're listening to the JR Sport Brief on CBS Sports Radio. You're listening to the JR Sport Brief on CBS Sports Radio. I even got my wife into listening to you, man. You know, like when I come home at night, she already have you on, like walking the house. I'm getting out the car, and you know, and then I'm walking in the house, and I'm still hearing you, man. Call in now at 855 212 4CBS. Oh, yeah, man. Shout outs to the wives. Wives are amazing. I love them. This portion of the show was brought to you by Wesley Financial. Stuck in a timeshare and want out? Contact Wesley Financial Group now and get a free timeshare exit information kit at wesleyfinancialgroup.com. We got a final score in Lambeau. The Lions hold on to beat the Green Bay Packers. The final score, 34-20. to The Lions beat Green Bay 34-20. to The Lions improved to 3-1 and on the season. Green Bay falls to two and two the only people left in in lambeau field right now happen to be lions fans in hawaii blue uh, celebrating in the stands and this was uh pretty much i don't want to say a catch-up game but the lions controlled the game from the get-go well let me not say that we did see jared goff throw an interception out of the gate the green bay packers able to capitalize and although they did not score seven on the turnover They kicked the field goal, they made it three, 
And after that, the Detroit Lions scored 27 unanswered points. It was 27 to 3 at halftime. It wasn't until we got into the third quarter where Green Bay tried to make it a little bit of a game. And then when you thought that maybe there might be something, Jordan Love threw an interception in his own red zone, and that pretty much sealed the deal. 34 to 20, the Lions bully Green Bay, and, and the score not necessarily indicative of what really took place tonight. A matter of fact, let's listen to some of the, the play calls as things got going here. This is all courtesy of the Lions Radio Network. Starting off, Jared Goff, after throwing that interception and allowing them to score three, he hit back a 24-yard touchdown pass to Amon Ross St. Brown to put the Lions up 7-3 in the first. Lions knocking on the door now. First and 10 from the Packer 24. Goff takes the shotgun snap back, wants to throw over the middle. Got a man wide open. Amon Ross St. Brown. Touchdown, Detroit Lions. Goff looked up, saw 14. There wasn't a Packer in sight. Lofted it to him inside the five, made the grab, dove into the end zone, 24 yards, second of the year for Amon Ra. Yeah, that's a touchdown of the passing variety. If we continue on, at the end of the first quarter, David Montgomery, who finished the night, 32 carries, 121 yards to go along with three touchdowns. This was his first touchdown of the game. It extended the lead to 14-3. to Goff up under center. Montgomery the lone back behind him. Laporta in motion to the left. Goff turns. Gives to Montgomery. Left side. Finds a crease. Spins into the end zone. Touchdown, Detroit Lions. The left side just opened up. And five followed his blocking right to the house. Shame. And it wasn't just the the offense that did all the work. I told you, heading into halftime, Green Bay only could muster three points. The defense all up in the face of Jordan Love. Uh, Aiden Hutchinson coming through with a sack, finishing the night with a sack and a half. He's a beast. And you know what? It wasn't just, it wasn't just sacks. They were out here. They forced Jordan Love not just into that interception at the end of the game, but they had another one early in the second quarter. Listen to this. Love, hard count, Lions don't bite. There's the snap, fakes the give, sets in the pocket, throws over the middle, knocked up in the area, intercepted. Intercepted by the Lions, come back the other way, Jerry Jacobs. Picks up a block at the 15. Jacobs cutting back at the 10. Jacobs spun down at the 7-yard line. A takeaway for the Lions. Sets him up with great field position, and the Lions, already leading 17-3, to have got it back. This was abuse, and that's what happens when, when you put pressure on the QB. It's called turnovers. And so as a result, the Lions got the ball back. I told you, David Montgomery, this man had three touchdowns. You heard the first. Listen to this TD. This was his second and it put the Lions up 24-3, to and this is still before halftime. Goff up under center. Montgomery the lone back behind him. Second and goal from the Packer, two. Montgomery again. Cuts it left to the house. 
Touchdown, Detroit Lions! David Montgomery's second touchdown of the night, and the Lions extend their lead. What a first half by this football team. I mean, damn, you, you, you hear some of the fans are sad. You hear the Lions fans, they're thrilled. And you know what? Let's get another one. I told you Montgomery had three touchdowns. Let's, let's listen to the third. Fourth and goal from the one for the Lions. Goff up under center. Single back is Montgomery. Goff takes, turns, gives to Montgomery. Straight up the gut. Fights his way in. Touchdown, Detroit Lions. David Montgomery powers it home, and the Lions extend their lead. Their lead went to 34-17 to at that point. And it was just like, oh, my God, the, the Green Bay Packers, they, they, they might have a little bit of life. They, they might have something here. And then they had nothing because Jordan Love was getting into his own red zone getting closer to his own end zone, hoping that they still had some life. And then Jerry Jacobs said, hey, Jordan, nope. Listen to this. Here come the Packers from the Lion 14. Love back, sets, looks, looks, throws, intercepted. Pick up by the Lions, Jerry Jacobs, second of the night. Jacobs to the left sideline, and he'll just run out of bounds at the 18-yard line. That should ice this ball game. Jerry Jacobs, second interception of the night. The Lions have got it back with a 17-point lead and four minutes and five seconds to go here at Lambeau Field. Man, I thought the Lions were going to choke this one away. They open up the game throwing an interception and in Green Bay. I'm like, oh, they couldn't even score a touchdown. They got a field goal. And the Lions controlled them. The Lions have taken after their head coach. We're going to talk about Dan Campbell later on in the show because we heard about all the biting kneecaps and punching old ladies and all that other stuff that he, he went out there and preached. And the Lions are, are definitely an aggressive team. And tonight they walk away with a victory, and they sit at the top of the NFC North. And through the first three, four games of the season, the Detroit Lions look like the favorites to walk away no postseason berth last year a little bit too late of a turnaround but it looks like the Lions will be in control of this division unless one of these teams turn it around and I don't think either of them will it's the JR Sport Brief show here with you on CBS Sports Radio 855-212-4CBS that's 855-212-4CBS man even the Lions fans are traveling Strong. I told you they're still in Lambeau. As I watch the studio, the post game, they are still in Lambeau getting ready to see their stars get back out onto the field for post game interviews. A matter of fact, when we come back from break, I want you to hear how excited the Lions fans were in Lambeau Field. We'll talk more about this game. We will hear from the athletes and the players as they finish up and get ready for media availability. Stay tuned here on CBS Sports Radio. If you want to call me, it's simple, 855-212-4CBS. You're listening to the JR Sport Brief on CBS Sports Radio.
You're listening to the JR Sport Brief on CBS Sports Radio. Hey, JR, thanks for taking my call. Your show is badass, and you always have a good quality bunch of callers. First of all, I'll tell you, man, I'm a big fan of yours, man. You kill it, man. You do great shows at night, man. Hey, JR, how's it going? I just want to say I appreciate you. You're my uh, late night therapist, so I appreciate you. Thank you. Call in now at 855 212 4CBS. It's the JR Sport Brief Show on CBS Sports Radio. We just talked about it. You just heard it from myself. You heard it from Marco Belletti. The Detroit Lions win a football game tonight in Lambeau. 34-20. to 20. If you remember the end of the last season, the Lions pretty much gave Aaron Rodgers the boot out of Green Bay to end his time there. And the Lions have now beat the Packers four straight times as they win tonight 34-20 to to improve their record to 3-1. and The Detroit Lions, the best team right now in the NFC North, one of the most aggressive teams in the NFL, and the Green Bay Packers fall to 2-2. Two and two. It's, it's unfortunate that Jordan Love is in a transition. Obviously, Aaron Rodgers is gone. Everybody's hoping that he moves forward. You know, even tonight in this loss, and we've seen him now for four games, he's going to have his ups and he's going to have his downs. But when you look at some of the throws that he makes and and where he places the ball, and I know he had two interceptions tonight, especially uh, a poor interception and a poor choice by him uh, to basically throw the ball away. But Jordan Love looks like he's going to be very good with some refinement. And so there is a little bit of a silver lining if you're a fan of the Green Bay Packers, I mean, they were down 27-3 to at halftime, and they fought back. The defense, let's think about this, they didn't allow but one more Lions score in that second half, and the Green Bay Packers were able to put up some points. Jordan Love is not a quitter. Jordan Love is not a bum. He's not a scrub. Is he going to climb into the upper echelon of QBs? Uh, who knows? But I feel right now for what we see, he's good. He's good, and hopefully I would think he can continue to get better. The Detroit Lions had a lot of fans that showed up in Green Bay. Crap ton of them, okay? And then, I mean, even at the end of the game, I told you about Jordan Love throwing an INT, and once we finished with the game, the Lions fans, they were in full effect. Take a listen. This is courtesy of the Lions Radio Network. When you want to talk about something beautiful, they did it again. Over there behind the Lions bench, just a sea of blue here at Lambeau Field. Reminiscent of last January when they did the same thing. When the Lions came in here and knocked Aaron Rodgers and the Packers out of the playoffs, they represented, and they did it again tonight. They are over there just chanting, let's go Lions. Full throat behind that Lions bench. Damn. I can't remember the last time. You know what? There is no last time. There is no last time that I heard anybody screaming, chanting in unison, let's go Lions. In a visitor's ballpark? In a rival's ballpark? The Lions have stepped into going from being a laughingstock. The Detroit Lions are a good football team, and it started at the end of last season, the midway point, and it's continuing on here in 2023. 
It's crazy. Somebody who's trying to show them love happens to be the opposing head coach, Matt LaFleur. He just spoke to the media, and he said, man, the Lions, you got to give them a pat on the back. Listen to this. They came in, and uh, they whooped us pretty good. Uh, I was I was pleased with our, our team's effort in the second half. I told them, I challenged them at halftime that, um, you know, to just continue to go out there and compete. I thought we did that. We had an opportunity. It was down 10, and we had a bad penalty uh, to make it a three-possession game. Yeah. It's kind of crazy. I'm still on the fact that we heard people chanting, let's go Lions. When you want to talk about something beautiful, they did it again. Over there behind the line. Yeah, it's crazy. Hey, Chef, how come all the bad teams that have bad reputations and stink, how come they can all eventually turn things around but not the Jets? <laughs> 13 years and counting. Well, listen, it helps when your golden goose uh, four plays into a season goes down, right? Oh, oh wow. It was always a possibility. I just think about some – if we think about teams that have just been laughing stocks and have performed poorly – I think about the Sacramento Kings. And now all of a sudden, the Sacramento Kings are like, hey, we can go to the playoffs. They're going to be in the playoffs for the next several years. Damn it, they might even push the limits if they can continue to improve. I think about the Detroit Lions. Just one of the biggest laughing stocks in the NFL. And then, I mean, who's, who's in the news all the damn time? The Jets. It's like even when the Jets have a little bit of success. The Jets won the offseason. What are they winning in the regular season? The answer is nothing. So congratulations to the Lions, the Lions, their fans. They actually have a team that they can root for. They have a head coach who is absolutely nuts. He's out of his mind. The Detroit Lions are an easy team to root for. I don't know if they're going to pick up any new fans. But I like Dan Campbell. I'd like to see Dan Campbell in a room with Bill Belichick. You know what this is called, JR? What is it? This is called, thank God we don't have Matt Patricia. That's what this is called. From the fan base or what? Yes. Yes. They got they got the right guy and they got rid of the wrong guy. And, and that's why it's making the world a difference. Even that season they went 3-13, and 13, they were playing in every game. Yeah. Every game. They played hard. Yeah, Correct. They follow his lead. I mean, when your when your head coach used to play in the league, when he is still jacked out of his mind, when he's talking about biting kneecaps and and biting people and gouging eyes, he's a different dude. It's like Dan Campbell has got a couple of screws loose from his time playing in the NFL, and and the players respect him. I think that's what it boils down to: the players respect Dan Campbell. It's like the opposite of, of what Jet fans get when it comes down to Rob Sala. I mean, the, the, the mark of a coach, first and foremost, he has to have the respect of the players. That's why Mike Tomlin is great. That's why Dan Campbell is great. Bill Belichick, regardless of how you feel about him, not everybody has to like him. A lot, a lot of his players, some of his players don't like him. You respect him. Dan Campbell has helped turn his team around, man. 855-212-4CBS. That's 855-212-4CBS. Spencer is calling from Tennessee. You're on the JR Sport Brief Show. What's going on, Spencer? 
just got out of work. How you doing, Jr.? I'm excellent, man. Uh, Lions are excellent too. Yeah, I'm from Michigan. Funny enough, so uh, it's fantastic seeing them be this great. But uh, I got a slight hot take for you. I want to hear your opinion. What do you think about Mr. Brian Branch becoming Defensive Rookie of the Year if he stays healthy by the end of the year? Isn't it a little too early for that? I mean, if he keeps up the production he's been doing and getting all these pass breakups and this and that, the nickel spot that he's playing, it's kind of ridiculous. Well, I'd be very interested to see how he bounces back. Did you you see the game? Uh, I watched the whole first half. I did see that he ended up getting hurt, so I hope he's right. That's what I'm saying. And so we don't know how he's going to return or what he's going to do. They taped him up. I have no idea what he's going to look like moving forward. He was on the sidelines. He was back out there. And so, yeah, sure, it wasn't a serious injury. But, yeah, I mean, he, you know, when it comes down to ankles, he might have been able to go back out there and play after a tape job. But that's not a guarantee that, you know, over the next 24 hours, he's not going to be in a crap position, you know? Yeah, no, that's fair. And then I got one more thing to say about him is uh, how about getting David Montgomery out of the garbage Chicago area and bringing him over and turning into a pretty solid, uh, pretty solid back. Yeah, I know a lot of people are trying to understand the, the Lions and their usage of drafting Jameer Gibbs so high to ultimately, I don't want to say, pretty pretty much push him out there. And David Montgomery didn't even play in the Lions beatdown where they smacked around uh, the Falcons because he was dealing with a hip. So it, it doesn't even appear that the Lions have really like opened things up from an offensive perspective. They're still going to have a lot of time to do that, man. Oh, absolutely. I mean, they are just, it's insane to see them go from game one looking a little rusty to they're starting to pick it up. If they can keep it going, it's making me pretty happy. Nah, as you should be, man. I mean, they ain't too much the Lions have uh, given people to be enthusiastic about. Thank you, Spencer, for calling from Tennessee. The Detroit Lions, you want to talk about success. They have won six straight division games for the first time since 1995. Yeah, some guy named Barry was still on the team. And I see Amazon is going to be releasing some type of a documentary about Barry Sanders and, and stepping away from the game when he did. I think that comes out in October. That should be a must-watch. I'm going to sit and watch it. 855-212-4CBS. That's 855-212-4CBS. Glenn is calling from Toronto. You're on the JR Sport Brief Show. What's up, Glenn? Hey man, uh, just uh, just a quick uh, couple of quick things. Um, I'm actually really happy for Detroit. Like that, that fan base deserves deserves something because they put up with years of mismanagement and garbage, and you know, basically saying you didn't you like know, GM McMillan. Yeah, not not giving not giving uh, Barry Sanders a good team around him, not giving Megatron a good team around him, and I'm happy for them, and I hope it continues. And Jared Goff might not actually be might actually. You know, just remember, he was a guy that went to the Super Bowl. So, you know, there's that. And um, also, just a quick thing about Damian Lillard trade. I didn't see Milwaukee coming. I don't know about you, but I never saw Milwaukee coming. Uh, no, I didn't. I still thought, uh, well, I said this the other night. I didn't believe that the Raptors were realistic. Um, yeah. That they were being Neither played for, for leverage. But I'm not I'm not shocked that he went to, to Milwaukee. I don't think anybody would have been shocked really any place that he would have gone. Yeah. I mean, there's only been yeah. so many contenders in the East, and you have Milwaukee, yeah. 
Yeah, the 76ers yeah. would have been a possibility. Uh, Brooklyn, possibly. <laughs> I just knew he, he was going to go somewhere. I just find it a yeah. little a little out of character, or I'm a little surprised that he is yeah. he thought that he was going to get let back in. Maybe Damian Lillard is leading by his feelings and not his brain. I, I wouldn't yeah. be surprised. The, th- the thing with the thing with him is, um, I'm. I, th- I think all the people in the West are just happy. It's not another Western Conference team he went to. Like, you know, I, oh, I, think, um, I think I think I think Phoenix is ecstatic to get him out of the West, and and um, and then uh, it's. I, I I just I think it's a, it's a great move. I just worried about um, if they don't win, what they had to give up to get him, including all those first round picks, is gonna. If it doesn't work out, it's going. It's going to be. It could be catastrophic for for uh, Milwaukee because by the time those first round picks come, uh, Kumbo might not be there anymore. So well, you know, because it's what twenty eight and twenty nine, right? Yeah, but the idea is for them to win a championship or two over the next two seasons, so no one cares about what happens in twenty twenty eight. Yeah, hey, listen, if it works, it works. I hope. I hope for them, their case, it does, and. Uh, you know, good luck to the Lions for the rest of the season. I hope it continues. Sure. Thank you, Glenn, for calling from Toronto. Yeah, I mean, the idea in making these these picks, you hope. You hope that they don't matter. That's the hope. The Milwaukee Bucks ain't thinking about 28 and 29. They're thinking about maxing out while they have a 33-year-old Damian Lillard in the building. It's the JR Sport Brief Show here with you on CBS Sports Radio Eight five five two one two four CBS. That's eight five five two one two four CBS. I'm going to get some more of your calls on the other side of the break. We had a Thursday night football matchup where the Green Bay Packers lose to the Lions. The final score, thirty four to twenty. More of your calls on the other side. I'm sure people have thoughts on Damian Lillard. The baseball season is coming to a wrap and a close. The Orioles are a team that day. They were another laughing stock, and look at where they're at. Maybe the lines will follow them. We'll hear from the players as well here on CBS Sports Radio. Don't move. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 
TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. The clock at four. Doncic. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here. On TuneIn, go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening.